Yeah, my sense of vampires is like decapitation will take out a vampire. Stake through the heart will take out a vampire. Sunlight in excess will take out a vampire. Oh, uh, well, yeah, yeah. If a vampire did get nuked, then it would probably it would probably die because that's a lot of like that's the sun times I don't know how much, right? It's a lot of light. Yeah. Basically, yeah. <laughs> light and heat. Yeah, it's not the sun, but it's you know, it's yeah. I it's mean, our approximation of that on Earth. Fire will um, kill a vampire also. The world of darkness that had vampire masquerade, werewolf, the apocalypse, and so forth, touched on that when a clan of vampires, which one? The Ravenos in India were fighting Asian vampires based off Asian mythologies. Mm. And it got so violent that the first Ravenos vampire, Ravenos himself, really, well, he had a different name, woke up and just started eating everybody so a bunch of vampires went in failed and it ended up taking the technocracy familiar with them no but the tech the and, technocrats it's in the in the, in the yeah. mage the ascension game it's magicians versus technocrats uh magic versus the order of reason and the technocracy were sort of the villains but now sort of not they moved three satellites to make the sunshine at night, hit the vampire with three nukes and had a pack of werewolves travel into the astral plane and hit it with another nuke. Wow. An astral nuke. <laughs> yeah. And, and, and then... They were, There's a lot of planning involved in all of that. That's yeah, a lot. And it was at that point that the mages went, so we lost. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's we a little... Cannot, Okay, so now we're just in survival mode. All right, we got it. The order of reason one, magic is going to die. All right. <laughs> Man, see, this is just like, and Elon Musk is just like, that's exactly how I want it to go down. It's just going to be Elon Musk versus church. Good morning, good afternoon, good evening. This is a vague idea. It's a comedy trivia podcast. I'm Nate Regolia, and each week, I subject my guests to a list of topics to find out if they have a vague idea. And this week, we're talking about the blood-sucking, day-sleeping, well-dressed monsters. Kanye West? That ruin all of our lives. Yeah, and I'm not talking about Kanye, nor am I talking about (laughs) bankers. I'm, in fact, talking about vampires. Oh. Vampires. Literal vampires. Although we could talk talk about Kanye and uh, and Skeet's beef. (laughs) And also the fact that Kanye's stalking his ex-wife, which is pretty gross. Um, actually, let's not get into that because it's it's, no. it's too many. It's too many layers of somebody help this man. We have Please. we're watching someone break down in the public forum. Let's let's help him and, and his children. And uh, be amused by it. Yeah, exactly. It's like this is not. It's just the worst kind of rubbernecking. It's disgusting. Yes, it is. Um, I have two fantastic returning guests who have already spoken a, a, a little bit here. Our, our first returning guest is a voiceover artist. You have heard him on audiobooks about North Korea and Kim Jong-il or Un? Il. 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 Great. The illest. the illest Kim Jong available currently. He's also a video game enthusiast, and I call him that because I wouldn't describe this man as a gamer because gamer now has the taint of being a gross asshole who also plays video games. It's Marcus Freeman. Marcus, welcome back. Hey, it's good to be back, Nate. Hey, 
I love how uh, how easily because listener uh, off mic earlier, we were both expressing our exhaustion with our day and lives. And here we are just throwing that high energy, happy voice at you because that's what you deserve because we love you and we that's want right. you to know that through the warm and positive tones. Listening to this. Hell yeah. Hell I know yeah. I am. We're here to distract you from the bullshit that we're also distracted by. <laughs> well, welcome back, Marcus. Do you, do you know a lot about vampires? You got a feeling about vampires? Uh, uh, you know, I have one foot in the coffin, so to speak. I think I can, <laughs> I can, I can tackle this episode with a, with a decent amount of, of foreknowledge. I, I didn't do any, any homework. I'm going into this, uh, you know, uh, pale and, uh, and uh, shrinking from garlic and all those other things in the shadows, as it were. But your hair and nails look great. Have they been growing after you died? Forever. <laughs> They're unwieldy at this point. Yeah. I can't even. I can't even type. I just have to slam my fist down on things. Yeah, you have a dialing wand. Spell. You have a dialing wand for your phone. Yeah, or no. or it's all it's all speech to text. Thank God, I can't I can't type with these fingernails. It's awful. Oh yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's just homophones now. That's the real problem. Yes. Homophones ruining your life. <laughs> Welcome back. Uh, second returning guest. He is a podcaster in absentia currently, but he's going to podcast again, I think, someday. I really do. i got a feeling about him. He's also a lover of all things vampires, suggesting this very theme for you all. So get ready. He might be a ringer. It's Elliot Edwards. Elliot, welcome back. Ah, it's good to be back. I love this show. Uh, it, 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 it always makes me chuckle. It's one of my favorite things to listen to while I'm washing dishes. And I'm, I might not go into podcasting. I think I'm trying to do what the kids are doing. I've been studying TikToks. Oh, you're going to TikTok. Nice. Nah, I got a face for radio. I'm going back for podcasting. I don't know. You gotta, <laughs> have, you, have you seen this, uh, this Martin's Rolls guy, this Potato Rolls TikTok? You got to look <laughs> this up. It's, it's, if you just search Potato Rolls on TikTok. This dude, this dude just tells the story of going to buy bread and how he found some potato rolls. And then there's just a hilarious uh, saying printed on the side of the bag. And mm -hmm. it's it's good. It's it's a funny series. And he's very funny. And I would say you're easily as attractive as he is, if not oh, 10 you. times more attractive. It's just all in the delivery, you know, you know, this is true. That's right. Yeah. Yeah. I, I have to learn how to edit the way they do on TikTok. It's, you it's need tough. to find your own potato roll is what we're saying. Yes. <laughs> yeah. Find your own potato roll. That's right. what There's... we all, that's just really how you got to get through life. You got to find your <laughs> own potato roll. And remember what Shakespeare said, there are no small potato rolls, only small <laughs> potato actors. <laughs> A little spikes. <laughs> all right. Hey, let's, let's jump into the opening question. Here's what I have for you. Blood is so last year. So I ask each of you, what individual substance would you want to consume if you were a vampire? This is the one thing that you would need to live off of, right? Vampires drink blood. So what, what would you pick? What would be the one thing that you would want to live off of if you were a vampire? Uh, are we talking that comes from a, a, a living being or just anything in general? Anything at all. You could- Whiskey. You, Great. I'm sorry. That was, that was, that that was, was a very fast quick. answer. And I'm I like sorry. it. Yeah. <laughs> if, if, if I were a vampire, I would go after grass because there's a lot of it. Oh, okay. So just like just a grazing vampire. Yes. 
Yeah. And still you're living off of the living. Yeah. yeah. A different kinds, but yes. Yeah. I would, I would eat grass. All right. I would be, I would be in, in meadows next to cows and other animals uh, in the dead of night, just munching on grass. Just photosynthetic as fuck. That's right. Yeah. Yeah. Give me those greens. You get wheatgrass. You could, you could go to, to popular health spas and get one of those smoothies where they put like six pounds of grass into a machine and then they give you a, a shot glass of green liquid. I used to make those in a smoothie shop in one of my first jobs. Yes. Yeah. They're not bad. No. I, no. I had a thing in college where I drank those for like two months. <laughs> I tried them. It tastes exactly down. like it sounds. Yeah. It's just like, yeah. oh, I'm, I'm happy. I have a mouthful of earth now. Yeah. Have you mowed a lawn before? Did you, <laughs> you want to taste teeth. the smell that you smell? <laughs> it tastes like that smell. We're getting into original Stephen King lawnmower man territory at this point. Yes, yes, yeah. yeah. Just a just a stygian form crawling on the ground and then murdering a man, gobbling up grass. Yeah, I mean, somebody's got to eat that grass. You know, if you're if you're not gonna smoke it, you better eat it. Am I right? This vampire <laughs> definitely would. <laughs> I I love those answers. Uh, yeah, yeah, that's really good. I was just gonna say pizza. I think it would be fun to live only off of pizza. I think vampires generally are always like very svelte and attractive and it would be cool to be the kind of vampire that was just like, no, I, I subsist only on pizza. I'm a mess. Would that be all kinds of pizza from like the crappy frozen $2 thing all the way up to like your favorite restaurant pies or what have you? Like, would yeah, you, I think would you have a, a barrier of uh, entry to quality? No, I think the advantage no. of it is that it's that it's everywhere. So literally, like, I would almost, unless the world ended, I would be fine anywhere I was as a vampire. I could live mm. forever. There's always going to be some kind of pizza. And like, I could probably, like, you know, finagle pizza bagels and even, <laughs> even, like, even, like, the sad thing that you do as a kid when you were poor, where you put, like, tomato paste and a pepperoni and some cheese on a Ritz cracker. And, like, that's Ooh. a pizza. It's a pizza. It counts. That's a, that's a lunchable pizza right there. Mm-hmm. That's right. Kids love Lunchables. Mm-hmm. What the heck? You hear that, Lunchable people? If you want to advertise on this podcast, you got a group of ringers. We all love Lunchables here. Finally, a lunch for the people who are able to lunch. Lunchables. And the, and the undead. And the undead. <laughs> well, great. Uh, two points each for that opening Thank question. You. Phenomenal. Fantastic. Phenomenal. Uh, round number one. Marcus, do you have a vague idea about Blade? Yeah. Uh, Marvel character, one of the first big hit semi-modern films uh, prior to the MCU um, spawned two other sequels, the third of which is hysterical in its own right. And uh, Wesley Snipes <laughs> famously played him and was uh, so egotistical that his uh, fellow cast members couldn't believe what they were seeing half the time as they were shooting it. That's what I know about Blade. That's Kills great. With swords, he was a He's a half human, half vampire hybrid that uh, that's out to kill vampires. I love it. I love it, Elliot. Anything to add? No, <laughs> do I? So, <laughs> Blade is a Marvel character. I want to say from the nineteen seventies. Uh, he's a vampire, half vampire. Well, his mom was bitten by a vampire while pregnant with him, which mm. created him. Uh, the vampire name was Deacon Frost. Um, what else we got in there? 
Uh, he did do a brief stint with the Mighty Avengers, which were the all-Black Avengers. Well, technically, predominantly Black, but also with the She-Hulk, because I guess she counts as a woman of color, and Captain Marvel for Green. reasons. Um, played, yes, by uh, originally by Wesley Snipes, who final one-liner he came up with on his own, and the director heard him say it, and had him throw it in a movie. Some motherfuckers always trying to ice skate uphill. <laughs> <laughs> that doesn't sound like it belongs in Blade. That sounds like it belongs in Demolition Man. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yes, there were the three movies. The second one was uh, directed by Guillermo del Toro. And I initially didn't like, but eventually came around to. Uh, in the future MCU movies, he will be played by Marcella Ali, who yes. voiced him. And the Eternals movie, uh, speaking to Dane Whitman, played by Kit Harrington from uh, what's that show with the Thrones and the Games? Game of Thrones. <laughs> um, That's how they came up with it. What should we call this? I have an idea. <laughs> yes. Uh, and he also has a daughter in the comic books now. Oh. Oh, yes. cool. Is she one? Is she half vampire? Also, is she quarter? Is she also a daywalker? She's also, to my knowledge, she's a daywalker. But I don't Mm -hmm. buy Marvel comics because I can't spend five dollars for twenty-two pages of decompressed content. Yeah, it's a lot. Yeah, (laughs) it is a lot. I mean, comics were like ninety-nine cents when I was a kid, or less. Yeah, yeah. By inflation, they should should not cost more than two bucks each right now but they got yeah yeah no. but there are also we, probably a lot fewer people buying them yeah yeah because there's that whole thing and also we should pay artists and writers and stuff like i'm fully supporting that as long as that's where the money goes speaking of which uh the blade movie was heavily influenced by art by tim bradstreet who did art for the vampire masquerade role play mm. game mm. and they basically just ripped them off but when Del Toro did the sequel, he called in Brad Street to do promo art and said, "Yeah, we're going to pay you this time." Oh, nice. gonna rip off That's awesome. Work. Del Toro's Del Toro's stand up. I like that. Yeah, too bad he can't do English speaking movies very well. I I uh, I just watched uh, Nightmare Alley and I thought it was pretty good. Oh, everybody told me it's up. I don't know. I mean, I I had no okay experience with it. It's a slow burn. It's it's over long. Like it yeah. could have been a half an hour shorter pretty easily. Yeah, but I enjoyed what I what I saw and what it was, and it it paid off. It just yeah, I think it was just like, hey, this movie took me until twelve thirty at night to watch, so okay, I'm a little yeah. tired of it. <laughs> but hey, that's on me a little bit too, right? <laughs> I watched the fish banging movie, so I'll give it a shot. Hell yeah! <laughs> <laughs> Nobody bangs a fish in this movie. I will spoil that for you. Oh, never mind. Or do they? Oh, <laughs> oh. <laughs> but yes, that's pretty much everything I know about Blade. That's great. Yeah. The only thing I was going to add was Daywalker and then you both said it. So uh, you're doing great. I, I'm very excited for the for this reboot to see what mm-hmm. they do with it. I hope that it retains a little bit of like the Deadpool end of the Marvel spectrum uh, slash Logan and doesn't quite just trickle right into all of the uh, these recent MCU movie sort of vibes because... I, I, I just it it deserves to be kind of rough and tumble and gritty and a little off. And I think yeah. it also what was nice about the Wesley Snipes ones is whether it was com- whether they were completely aware of it or not, they were doing a good job of sort of steering into the black exploitation aspect of the concept. 
Mm-hmm. And if and I think if this current day 2022 Disney isn't smart enough to do that or doesn't have like the right direction, it could come off as kind of like shallow in a way that would be disappointing. But we'll see what happens. I, I'm excited for it too. Yeah, I, I think they'll do it well. Uh, really, the only MCU movie I didn't enjoy was Eternals, which I also enjoyed, but I watched it in two parts, which I think made it enjoyable. I don't think you could watch that movie straight through. Great performances by everybody, though. I thought, like, everybody's trying. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's just, it's just kind of like it's it. It fails to have a a wholesale compelling story in its own right, and it sort mm-hmm. of has two stories that could be individually compelling mashed together into one that's like. I like parts of these things. I don't know. I mean, I, yeah. I was into the whole like time travel aspect and it is cool. The idea of, uh, of having the, the, whatever the super world God thing emerging from the earth spoilers, but uh, from the that, earth's core. Yeah, that was pretty cool. That was pretty cool. I mean, there, there was some neat stuff, but yeah, it was sort of, I don't know. It was that thing where you kind of go, oh, well, why is this person's motivation this until suddenly it's not this anymore? Because I don't care. Like, you want to be able to care about people more than you can. Again, it's sort of like it it failed in the ways that the Justice League movie failed because Mm -hmm. we didn't establish anybody as anything important enough for them to come together and do a thing. But it was still way more cohesive than than the Joss Whedon version of the Justice League movie. <laughs> and I would not watch a six hour long Eternals, so I do not want the longer cut. But no. but still, I mean, hey, stacked cast, interesting ideas. Anyway, hey, here we are. Uh, three points for Elliot. Two points for Marcus on Blade. Elliot, round number two. Do you mm-hmm. have a vague idea about Edward Cullen? Oh, yeah, that's the dude from Twilight that sparkles. It is the dude from Twilight that sparkles. Yeah, and he chewed on his baby's umbilical cord. And uh, that's really all I know about him. And he's being played by the next Batman. That's right. Who's actually a good actor, and I understand why he wants to get away from him. He's, he's an excellent The stink of, of Twilight. Yeah. I mean, hey, everybody's got, everybody who's famous has some stink on him. That's just how it works. Great. Marcus, anything to add about Edward Cullen? Yeah, uh, I, I've never watched a single Twilight film, nor watched or read any of the books. Uh, I don't believe you. I, I know. I haven't seen any of it. Um, when, if you were to just give me the name Edward Cullen, he sounds like a tech CEO bro dude. Uh, and that's what I originally may have thought. Like he could have been not a vampire, off topic, but... Uh, that's that's what came to mind. So I have no extra information whatsoever on uh, uh, Sparkly Vampire Man. Great. Okay. Okay. Uh, yeah, Edward Cullen is the fictional vampire from from Steffi Meyer's Twilight series. He marries Bella Swan. Pedophile. Played by uh, yeah. Well, she's obviously a real teenager. He's a twenty something who's actually however many hundreds of years old. Played by Robert Pattinson. Uh, Definitely sparkly. They play like baseball. Yeah. That's the thing that the vampires do in this universe. They aren't impacted by sunlight. Sunlight just makes them sparkle. It just make it just makes the fact that they're not human more evident, which seems like a bad adaptation for survival. It doesn't even make them tired. Like it's not even a hindrance. No. Mm-hmm. 
No. What, are, what what are their weaknesses in that universe then? If you don't like just decapitation, fire, that kind of stuff. Oh, the yeah. oh, okay, the, the the classics. Other so yeah, all of all of the all of the things that would kill most people. If you stab <laughs> a regular person in the heart, dead. <laughs> if you stab a vampire in the heart, also dead. Uh, <laughs> right. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's pretty limited, but yes, he falls in love with a seventeen-year-old girl who uh, pretty much just has has nothing going on for. And uh, decides to groom her until she marries him. And then he gets her, well, he turns her into a vampire and gets her pregnant or vice versa. And then they have a vampire baby. And then they raise the vampire baby with the werewolf that she was also kind of, the, the, the girl was also kind of interested in dating. Uh, he but, falls in love with the baby and the yeah. baby's going to grow up. <laughs> and so the werewolf's going to groom the vampire baby to be his lover later. It's great. It's a really wholesome series of books about stuff that teenagers should aspire to do. How does, how does, the, how does a vampire baby grow up? It can't because it's a vampire. Wouldn't it be frozen in time forever? Would it, would it be a forever infant See, vampire? the thing is, in this, like, being a vampire doesn't cause uh, a cessation of aging in, like, because, because I guess the baby's, like, half seas, because the baby's half human, half vampire, mm. uh, it's a daywalker. It can, <laughs> I mean, they're all daywalkers, so that's pretty lame. But I guess it can, it can age. You know, look, I, I haven't watched the movies or read this. I just have too much cultural knowledge of this garbage because it's, it was everywhere for a very long time. Yeah, we just picked it up and we didn't want it. It, it, it was a lot like Will's and Jada Pickett's misrelationship. We just know way too much about it. Yeah, yeah. That we <laughs> don't, don't need really to know. Want. <laughs> <laughs> oh man, yeah. So many books, so many books that were published and sold millions of copies. Jeez. And there was the whole thing where are you Team Jacob or Team Edward? Because people wanted like teen readers were picking sides in the potential relationship of a completely agency-free 17-year-old girl who was going to be chosen by either uh, a monster who bites or a monster who bites. <laughs> it's just, yeah. Sharpen teeth all around, no matter who it is. <laughs> <laughs> all self-insertion, empty vessel character you could put yourself into. Yeah, yeah. You just gotta, how, how can you role play as a person who's gonna get fucked by a vampire and a werewolf? Great job, both of you. Uh, two points for Elliot, one point for Marcus. So now we're going to play our first game. It's time for Trivia That Bites. <laughs> so I'm going to read you a clue, and you have to tell me the answer to the question. It's really not at all complicated. This is possibly one of the most straightforward things that I've ever done on the show. So, Elliot, question <laughs> number one. In Treehouse of Horror number four, Ooh. which member of the Simpson family was the head vampire. Marge? Marge is correct. She has a life outside this house, you know? <laughs> I'm like, it's between Marge and Maggie. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah, it's great, because uh, Lisa thinks it's, uh, it's Grandpa for a second, because Grandpa comes floating in, and then he has uh, vampire teeth dentures that fall out of his mouth. And then Marge <laughs> is like, going, no. Yeah, that would have been my answer would be Grandpa, and I would have oh, got yeah. it See, this is just, this is the patriarchy at work. Assuming, well, it must be the elder male. Yeah, yeah. it's infected all of us. <laughs> uh, number two, Marcus. A space vampire hypnotized Aaron Gray's 
Colonel Wilma Deering in the first season of this 1980 science fiction TV show. Wow. A space vampire. Mm-hmm. 1980. Yeah, yeah. I was but a babe. In I, I was not yet alive <laughs> by one year. I have no idea what I you're referring to. I watched the show before it was on syndication. I am that old. Okay, well, Elliot, steal it. What do you, what's the Take answer? Take it, Elliot. Buck Rogers in the 21st and a half century or something. Wow. In the 25th century, yeah. It's 25th, Buck Rogers okay. in the 25th century. Wait a minute. But they threw a vampire into Buck Rogers? Yeah, 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 yeah. I've I've seen this episode like three times because when I was, uh, gosh, when I was like seven or eight, nine years old, something like that, they, Buck Rogers was in syndication on TV mm-hmm. at like six in the morning. So when I got up, to like eat breakfast to get ready to go to school. It was just on. And I would always plop down and watch it because I loved science fiction, regardless of what it was. And, you know, in, in, in 1989, whatever, uh, uh, 90, the show doesn't look as, as weird. It's 10 years old. It's not like it's as aged as it certainly would look now. I, mm-hmm. I couldn't even imagine trying to watch it. This episode is like peak, just like vampire turned you horny sort of thing too. Because Aaron Gray's character, Aaron Gray is like a very attractive actress and her character was the strong female force on the show. And then of course this vampire seduces her and she just like has a total costume change where now it's like, I wear a space bikini and all I want to do is try to fuck Buck Rogers. And that's the show. I'm going to have to find that episode uh, when we're done here for, for research purposes. Yeah. Yeah. All right, Marcus, you get another shot. Uh, Number three, this popular Twilight fan fiction spawned three films following Anastasia Steele's shitty relationship. You know this. Why am I forgetting this? Why am I forgetting this? Because you're lucky enough to block it out. Yeah, there was a there was a trilogy of it. It was it was like crappy BDSM swaddled. (laughs) Oh, my God. (laughs) I can't remember the name of it. The main character's last name is Gray. Why can't I think of it right now? I'm utterly blanking. This is awful. You're almost there. Yeah. If if the if the world isn't black and white, you would say that it's shades of gray. Yeah. So how how many how many do you think are involved? Fifty shades. Yeah. There you go. You got it. Fifty shades of gray. You had to push me right into that. Good grief. Hey, look, I just did what Christian did for Anastasia, pushing her limits until she got where she needed to go. Oh. That's right. That's what the book seems to think is the thesis. So I'm just repeating what it says to the to a generation of readers. All right. I'm still uh, right now. <laughs> <laughs> okay, Elliot, number four. In 2000's Shadow of the Vampire, the film Nosferatu is reimagined with a real vampire in the title role played by this confusingly large actor. Oh, my gosh. I've seen this movie, but so long ago, I can't remember. Large actor played a vampire? Confusingly large. That is, he is not actually a large person. Confusingly large is a descriptor that is a hint to the name of this actor. Confusingly large. Yeah, yeah. I'll I'll explain it. I'll explain it later. I I, I don't know. Marcus, do you have a a guess? Could you repeat that again? Yeah, yeah. So in the 2000 film shadow of the vampire they reimagine the film nosferatu <laughs> with a real vampire in the title role played by this confusingly large actor played by willem dafoe 
That is correct. Yeah, yep. Willem Dafoe. Yep. Do you uh do you know why he's confusingly large? Uh there was one movie he was on where he was nude and the cast and crew were reportedly confused by the size of his penis. That's correct. Yeah. In the film Antichrist, Lars von Trier once remarked that Willem Dafoe was confusingly large and they used a penis double because it was just like it, it didn't track. It wasn't going to make sense for people. <laughs> it's like you have a continuity error where somebody's smoking a cigarette and the cigarette gets all the way down to the filter and then it's back up in the middle of the scene. And they were just like, look, this guy's dick is too big. It's going <laughs> to blow the minds of the viewer. People can only suspend so much disbelief. <laughs> so great job. Two points each on uh, trivia that bites. <laughs> so we're going to hop into round number three. And uh, Marcus, do you have a vague idea about Dracula's daughter? Dracula's daughter. Dracula's daughter. Mm. Uh, I have zero idea about Dracula's daughter. I did not realize that was canonical. Um, is that like Bram Stoker throwing in throwing in a progeny? Is it's, that like it, it's quite a bit later? So yeah, okay. Think 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 later on, but not too late. Like not recent. Hmm. Dracula's daughter. No, I can't. I can't. Uh, I can't imagine anything about Dracula's daughter. No, not com- nothing coming to mind. She might be a daywalker, though. It's possible, given what we've established about progeny of vampires. All right, uh, Elliot, what do you what do you know about Dracula's daughter? Was she the love interest in Castlevania? <laughs> <laughs> I'll go ahead and just give you each one point because I, I stumped you. And that's how this works. Yeah. You get rewarded for not knowing because I run, I run the kind of world we want to live in. <laughs> if you have HBO, you should watch Lucy, Daughter of the Devil. It's awesome. Oh, nice. Okay. Uh, it, 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 well, it's about a girl named Lucy who's in love with this DJ who uh, wants to save the world with his message of love and peace. Mm. Interesting. <laughs> <laughs> that almost sounds that that sounds like uh, the plot to Leprechaun in the Hood too, a little bit. You see Leprechaun <laughs> I've, in the never, hood? I've never seen Leprechaun in the Hood. Leprechaun in the Hood has iced tea in it. Yeah, and I, the thing is, like the there's a guy I can't remember the guy's name, but he, he's 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 got a you know he's he's a rapper, and his whole thing is that he's like a positive rapper, so he's like anti gangster rap. And he wants to change the world through that. And then the leprechaun gets involved because leprechaun has a magic flute and everybody like gets into the music because of the flute. And then the leprechaun's pissed off. It's great. I would just great say stuff. She, she's in a relationship with, the, with Jesus Christ and her dad is put the devil is played by the guy who voices Archer. And Bob, oh, Bob <laughs> nice. yeah, yeah, yeah. John yeah. Benjamin. Yes. Yeah. So Brendan, <laughs> you will watch it. You will love it. The episode that's sort of Willy Wonka-ish, where the uh, Satan owns a dildo factory. Awesome. Outstanding. <laughs> selling this. You yeah. have my attention. Yeah. <laughs> that's so weird. That's so weird. It is, and you will love it. So, so Dracula was like, I need to make some Earth money because my immortality needs to get funded by something. What can I possibly do to make as much money? I got it. Prophylactics, easy. I will, I will make, I will make uh, undead sex toys forever, and the humans will lap it up. 
Yeah. <laughs> well, this this was the devil doing it in the show. Oh, because not a getting vampire. people to getting people to sin. In fact, that was the name of the company, Sinspiration. Sinspirations. Oh, okay. That sounds like a legitimate like. That yeah, sounds like a legitimate sex toy company. That's probably I feel already like my, that might be the only company that would advertise on this podcast. AdamandEve.com. Sorry. <laughs> Promo code vague. Um, <laughs> Dracula's daughter came out in 1936. Mm. It's a sequel to the 1931 film Dracula. Wow. It is about Dracula's daughter wanting to be a normal human female and so she goes to great lengths to try to remove her vampire-ness um, and then the story sort of takes a detour into uh, there's a classic book titled uh, Carmilla that is yeah, about uh, basically it's kind of a lesbian love story with a vampire in it mm-hmm. um, and it came out before Bram Stoker's Dracula so it's actually probably the earliest European vampire novel this story takes a similar detour where uh, Dracula's daughter is just enchanted with this young woman. She brings her into her house to model. She's painting. She's trying to resist the urge to bite her, to bite her. And uh, eventually she succumbs to this. Um, then there's kind of a fight. She tries to get this doctor to take her vampire away. It's, it's a whole thing. It wasn't like a successful movie, but I think it's interesting because for 1936, at least when you read about it, because I haven't seen it, but at least when you read about it, it's like it's it's an interesting like it's an interesting swing. It's like, oh, hey, cool. Art art happens. It just doesn't get famous the way that not art does. Yeah, And, and Carmilla is really good, but I hated it when I first read it because it just ends abruptly. Yeah. No resolution. It's just I'm reading it and I turn the page and I'm like, wait, wh- where the fuck the rest of the story at? What the fuck? What did I? What the- it was the original <laughs> finale of The Sopranos. It's like, what? <laughs> and then literally just the lyrics to Don't Stop Believing are at, right after the last <laughs> sentence of Carmela. It's, it's terrible. I hate that. Great work. Uh, round number four, Elliot. Mm-hmm. Do you have a vague idea about? Something you've already mentioned a couple of times. Vampire Masquerade. <laughs> I don't know if you know anything about that. You've only like casually dropped it four or five times. But Does he ever? It's on the list. I think I've so. mentioned it during the Kaiju episode. <laughs> <laughs> That's probably how it got in my head, honestly. I was like, why, why do I want to mention this topic? And then, yeah. yeah. So, Marcus, I'm sorry if this just completely skews the score against you. Uh him and his partners actually played the game on their podcast network well that's right well what the fuck you both know what you're doing so you know what get off my back okay (laughs) (laughs) all right vampire masquerade originally published 1991 or two by white wolf studios was the first game uh from White Wolf Studios in that world of darkness, where there are 13 clans of vampires. I won't name them all, but I'll just name the one that I still represent from the fang to the flame, baby clan Bruja. Um, <laughs> <laughs> um, uh, but yeah, each clan represented a personality archetype, with the exception of Clan Giovanni, 
because they were more stereotypical Italian and it got in incested. It was just wrong all over the place. It's a me, a vampire. <laughs> oh, no, yeah, there was just one vampire that used to feed his ghoul sister from his, um, yeah. From his business. Yeah, very um, Godfather 3-ish, Andy Garcia-ish. But, cool. uh, <laughs> totally, totally not gross at all. Um, it eventually, uh, in that world, all the vampires are spawned from the first vampire, Kane, who was cursed with vampirism after killing his brother, Abel. And that, I'll stop right cool. there because I can go on and fucking on and on. Oh, it also spawned a TV show, Kindred the Embraced, and influenced the pretty much influenced everything we know about vampires, but it also took from Lost Boys, Near Dark. Yeah, each of the vampires are based off older vampire tropes. Stop me, Nate. Or are you, oh, oh, yeah, or no. That, 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 that is awesome. Marcus, what can you add about Vampire <laughs> the Masquerade? <laughs> so correct me if I'm wrong, but this is a tabletop role-playing game, correct? Much in the vein of Dungeons mm-hmm. & Dragons, right? It sure is, yeah. Yeah. That's all I, that's also, all I live action role play and a number of video games. Nice. Yeah, I I haven't personally dipped my toe in into that world, but um, you know, just I know of it ancillarily by its by its reputation. Uh, it was, if you were going to be a vampire in this game, what kind of vampire do you think you would be? Oh well, with so many different clans, it's really tough for me to to nail anything correct. Um, what kind of vampire? You would be a Tremere would i be you'd be uh, a tremere really what is that <laughs> yeah what what does that what's involved with a tremere tremere's stole vampirism uh they were mages that captured a vampire and stole his vampirism so they they also have a, a discipline called thaumaturgy blood magic so right. they can they basically are blood wizards oh yeah hmm. uh you do like to play with blood marcus you're always telling yeah. me you're always yeah. posting to Instagram, like, hey, look, here's my here's my bathtub full of blood again. Can't wait to get in there. <laughs> you know, I was Last just about round. to say bathtub full of blood. You can do it. <laughs> See, this is this, this is what we call synergy or something. What do we call it? Absolutely. Yeah, let's call yeah. it that. <laughs> or is it vampire mind reading? <laughs> Edward uh, Cullen, telepathic vampire. We just talked yeah. about him. Mm. It happens. It happens. Nate um, would be a torador. Okay. What, uh, what's a Torador? They're obsessed, they're obsessed with beauty and art and creating or being muses of creations. That's interesting that you would say that because uh, that's exactly what my astrological sign would say I also am. And it probably is what I am. Mm-hmm. So that's fun. You know, you, you got a good eye for people and their vampire types. <laughs> I don't know if I would be a mage that stole vampirism. Well, no, that's how they get into it, but they are very organized. They got, they're really, don't take this the wrong way, conniving. Don't uh, take it the wrong way, Marcus. <laughs> they, they, they have plans upon plans upon plans. Oh. Their hands in so many different pots, so many different things. Um, you, you, you overestimate my, uh, my planning abilities, apparently. <laughs> I think you're probably pretty thorough, though, right, Marcus? Like thorough. The, yeah. yeah, I don't know. I, I'm just thinking across the landscape of vampires in in uh, you know fiction in general. I don't know which kind of vampire I would land on. I don't know whether I'd be like 
you know, like a like a modern disaffected one who didn't want to be immortal any longer, or uh, the type of vampire maybe that, that like like relishes in the in the power and strength and and just like loves what he does and never wants to die, just wants to be like, yeah, give me all the power and 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 uh, literal bloodlust. I don't know. It's yeah, a tough. It's a tough give choice. Me all the power. It's a tough choice. <laughs> I wouldn't. I don't. I don't know. That's a really tough choice. I, I wouldn't know what kind of vampire I would. I would. I would want to be or aspire to be. That's an excellent question. And something yeah. that I hope we all have the opportunity to answer <laughs> later in our lives. Great job. So Elliot, three points. Marcus, two points. We're gonna play our second game. It's time to play. I see what you did there. Oh, I was hoping for fuck Mary Kill. I know, but you got this crappy game <laughs> no. instead. No, no, this game is more fun. I see what you did there is everyone's favorite game, except the people who are playing it. <laughs> Love it, dang blasted. <laughs> all right. I'm, I'm trying to clean up my language. <laughs> it's good. I mean, this is an explicit podcast, but I appreciate I I'm here to support you on your journey. Yeah. I'm here for the kids. I'm here for the kids, man. Yeah. yeah. The fucking kids need to hear good people talk. Um, yeah, listen to this motherfucker, you little bastard. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Quiet. My stupid wiener kids are listening. Um, all right. Uh, Marcus, number one. When a kid prays that a SoCal baseball team win a pennant, God answers by placing this Buffy vampire in center field. What mashup? Am I making angels something? Oh man, ah, oh, you got me because I'm I am not a sports ball person in the least, but I know angel has to be involved in in the in the name. And honestly, uh, like we might all be too old for this movie too. There were no, a, this was a series answer. of movies. Yeah, Elliot's got it. Okay, Elliot, what's the answer? Oh, uh, okay. If angels in the angel in the outfield, it is angel oh. in the outfield. Yeah, that is correct. Yep, yep. Famously played by David Boreanaz, not the bones in Bones, or was he? <laughs> All right, <laughs> Elliot, number two. <laughs> Take a popular phrase from magicians and wedge the Central and South American inspiration for vampires in the middle. And you get this overlong, absurd, and difficult to pronounce word. Abracadabra, chupacabra, abracadabra, I don't know how to fix those together. <laughs> it's abracadabra, chupacabra, uh-huh. abra, 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 chupacabra. You really, I mean, I'm gonna, I'm gonna give it to you, but I think Marcus is gonna say, Mark, Marcus, give, give it to us. Abra chupacabra dabra. That is, yeah, yeah, that's correct. Abra chupacabra dabra. <laughs> oh, you did say wedge it in the middle. Okay. Yeah, yeah, wedge it in the middle. Yes. But yes, yeah, yeah. That's, that's fun, right? That was a that's fun one. one. That was because I'm sitting there like, how? <laughs> so many letters. Where do they all go? <laughs> it's, it's brilliant. Okay, uh, Marcus. My rap name. <laughs> Abra Chupacabra Dabra on the stage. What, Spin. what rhymes with it? So many syllables. Yeah. <laughs> Whatever rhymes with it, you'll never get there before. <laughs> before the verse is over, right? Yeah. Like, hey, we're good. <laughs> yeah, my beads ran out. I can't even say my name. <laughs> That's how you know you've you've ascended. Amazing. Yeah. yeah right. You're real. Yeah. All right, Marcus, number three. Slap this prominent vampire puppet. Together with Disney's Vampire Waterfowl. 
Vampire Waterfowl. Mm-hmm. Oh. Oh. He was a he was a spinoff character from another cartoon, wasn't he? Yeah. The va- yep. Vam- the Vampire Duck. I, uh, I'm blanking on his name right now. I can't think of him. What I'll tell you is in- if you've got Duck already, it's very on the nose. It's it not really- far from Duck. So if you just think about the most popular vampire name <laughs> and replace a syllable with Duck, you're you're doing it. <laughs> oh, it's Count Duckula. Count Duckula is the is the waterfowl. So then you just need to put the name of the uh, the popular vampire puppet in front of it. Count Count Duckula. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's That's Count it? von Count Duckula. Yeah, von Count. But yeah, you got That's it. That's right. Ha 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 ha. Yeah. Uh, one uh, point for you. One point. All right, Elliot, number four. Twenty-something mm-hmm. vampires Ethan Hawke and Ben Stiller fight over Winona Ryder as they struggle with the complexities of adulthood in this aptly titled movie that I've got all wrong. Can you repeat that? Because yeah. I, yeah, yeah. I sort of got it. But... So 20-something vampires, Ethan Hawke and Ben Stiller, fight over Winona Ryder as they struggle with the complexities of adulthood in this aptly titled movie that I've got all wrong. It's Reality Bites. It's just Reality Bites, you got it. Okay. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, the the joke is that it's not about vampires, but it should have been because yeah. Reality <laughs> Bites would have made it that much more fun. Great job. And the exact same title. <laughs> yeah, it would have been the same title. It would have been the same thing. Plus, oh. uh, Winona Ryder played Mina Harker in yes. the... Uh, Bram Stoker's Dracula. Yeah, in the Bram Stoker's right. Dracula. My mom uh, asked me one time, I was watching a movie. She's like, what you watching? Uh, Bram Stoker's Dracula. And she's like, oh, hey, we called my little brother. Come watch Brain Sucking Dracula with your brother. <laughs> and I'm like, that's a better movie, mom. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's <laughs> like, that's a movie that I want to watch. I mean, that's I'm like, all... the, that's like the studio who made Atlantic Rim. That's their version of it. <laughs> What's their, what, I can't think of the name of the studio, but yeah, those guys. Much? Yeah. Who is the, uh, who's the, who's the knockoff like Keanu Reeves that's going to do an even worse English accent oh, in this wow. Brain Suckers Dracula. <laughs> I don't know. But speaking of reality bites and the conversation that we were having before we started recording, I heard a podcast uh, where they were talking about selling out and they interviewed the lady who wrote reality bites and how the reality bites was about selling out. And it, it really upset me because they claimed that the whole thing of selling out wasn't really a thing where you're just afraid of success. And I'm like, no, it's about compromising your integrity. Right. That's the thing is that we live in now in a time where everyone is selling out constantly. Like people, people 30 years younger than each of us are selling out right now to brands on Instagram and TikTok and all these things. And they're making oodles of money doing it, but who are they really? And what are they? And what kind of society is this? A very materialistic capitalist society that... All right, can we move to the next question? Yeah, yeah, we can, we can do that. No, I know. Hey, <laughs> <laughs> Imagine if we were living forever as vampires through this shit. Mm. I mean, actually, it'd be kind of cool because it could be more anthropological. I think if I had the ability to just kind of step back and be like, eh, the humans are fighting again, <laughs> no problem. Younger me wanted to be a vampire. Older me goes, oh, oh no. 
yeah. Like, I, I don't think I could do this forever. Yeah. <laughs> I gotta, I, I gotta wash and iron my cape every like six days for oh, eternity. Or you just get a familiar to do it for you. Actually, for yeah, that's where it's at. That's where it's yeah. at. Yeah, getting minions to do all your dirty work. Yeah, conscript some uh, some fly eating housekeeper <laughs> to do everything for you. All right, <laughs> Renfield, my cape. <laughs> Bring it. <laughs> and now from the makers of Palm ou Palm de Terre, it's La Chose Française Arbitraire. That's the arbitrary French thing, and the mm-hmm. only thing that's French about it is is the name. The name. What's the all name right. again? Elliot, you wanted to get out of this, but you're not going to because the arbitrary French thing is here. Predatory capitalism is the most dangerous vampire in the modern era. How do we stake it? Oh, how do we stake it? Yeah, how do we stake it? How are we going to kill the, the beast of money controlling everything and, and people just doing gross, stupid shit and getting, uh, and getting penalized for being poor and uh, rewarded for already being rich? And everybody in the middle just gets to like... Slowly die. We have to do what they've always done when there's a monster in the village. You get the pitchforks and everything, and you storm the castle. Yeah. Wait, wait, wait. Now I'm thinking January 6, 2021. They weren't storming the castle for the right reason, though. Different different castle altogether, Elliot. Yeah. 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 But they thought they were right. I think I'm right. Are we both right? I mean, I, I hate to think that the guys from Fight Club are right. I don't want you to make a false equivalence, though, with like, oh, okay, yeah, because I, those people are crazy. I'm crazy for suggesting doing this for the right reason. Like, one, you're not actively doing it. Two, you're you're more intelligent than someone who would be like, I've been radicalized by a meme about child sex trafficking through Wayfair products. Like, you're not that person. <laughs> so... No. I, I like to question myself to make sure I'm doing the right thing. Yeah, it's when you I, don't question yourself and believe you're right completely, that bad shit happens. Yeah. But yeah, no, fuck. Fight Club is kind of right. You just got to destroy it and rebuild. The parts of Fight Club that everybody forgets are the point of Fight Club are correct. Absolutely. <laughs> the parts that everybody glommed onto, not correct at all. Alpha male macho. Yeah, the reason why we're all so sad is because we don't beat the shit out of each other. Those fucking pussies now. Not enough, anyway. Jeez. Yeah. Yeah, it sucks. Ugh. We don't Man. beat the shit out of ourselves enough in front of other people. Yeah. Yeah. Which I mean, okay. Yes. Which is <laughs> which is uh, a surrogate for self-analysis, and then mm. the fact that the entire thing is like self-analyze the system and how tragically bad it is for hey guess what literature can have layers it turns Mm -hmm. out the subtext is often more important than the text yeah i mean and also i haven't been punched in the face by an adult in over 10 years and i don't miss it yeah yeah you don't really want you don't really Mm. want to be in a getting punched in the face sort of sort of life no that's stupid i mean i'm watching daredevil and i'm like dude you're walking around all beat up Everybody looking at you're blind and beat up and people aren't saying nothing, which is kind of a condemnation on society. Right. Is are they not saying something because I mean, are they not saying something because they're like, I mean, he's blind. He probably bumps into stuff a lot. I don't want to make him feel embarrassed. He's blind and clumsy. Like, is that the implication? Because otherwise, 
we should care more, right? I mean, yes. okay, shouldn't we? <laughs> anyway, okay, great, Marcus. Uh, burn it down with stakes. Burn it down. Break out stakes. Fire yes, yes. stakes. What do you think, Marcus? How do we how do we fix this? Same question. Yeah, yeah, yeah. How are we gonna How are we gonna just get rid of the system that's just sucking us all dry? Stop buying shit. But I like. All right, hey, stop collective. your stop your stop your uh, uh, conspicuous uh, consumption. Mm-hmm. Vote with your dollar as much as you can, mm-hmm. and uh, and that's where you start, and see what happens after that. It's a slower burn than you know burning it all down, but uh, it, it would be a I think a bigger sting because. If you don't fill their coffers, then what do they really have over you anymore? It's true. It's true. Right. I mean, at some point, we are in in both of these cases, right? We need collective action in a meaningful way, and that is and that is the real reason why I am uh, growing more and more cynical. The older I get, is that it is glaringly apparent that collective action is impossible. The only collective action that we can muster on a four year basis is voting for president, and we do that in fewer and fewer numbers every year since I was every time since I was born. So the idea that we could actually modify people's behavior to say like, hey, you know what we really need to do is just in a, a nationwide work strike. Everybody needs to walk the fuck out and say, we are not doing anything for you until you make it worth our while. And we mean you provide health care and you divert military budget towards stuff that matters to us. And you stop enriching this small number of people who find Ad infinitum. Yeah. Yeah. Who find uh, more unique and insidious ways to do damage to individual people's lives over and over while never experiencing any consequences, right? Like uh, whether it's, whether it's like the Sackler family who, who basically promoted all the opioids that led to the crisis we're in now, mm-hmm. who they get fined an amount of money that is insignificant to them and they get to disappear. Now they're infamous. Great. The New York times can say that they're shitty people, but they still have an estate and the ability to just like ride horses on their 1000 acres and never see another human. And right. there's no consequences. They're isolated in their comfort while still living off of the damage that they've done. Exactly. Exactly. And uh, same thing with the banks. I mean, post housing crisis in 2008, you know, the continuing mm. issue that we have, or uh, even this last thing with, with the uh, pandemic, like, Hey, let's float the stock market. We'll not pump float individuals. Not really. No. I mean, we'll do something so that whenever they ask, when you're like, "Well, we did something for you," what are you being grateful? Twelve hundred dollars. Yeah, yeah. You got you got some money. So, I, what's your problem? It's like, well, my problem is is that things cost more than twelve hundred dollars. Like almost everything costs more than twelve hundred dollars. So, I don't know where you're living, but <laughs> yeah. Um, I mean, it's, yeah, it's collective action. We just, we, we need to reach a point. And I, and, and I guess what I, what I fear is that there is too large of a collective and too little uh, shared burden to do anything immediately. And anybody like, that we'd actually listen to would probably get offed. Well, and that's the other thing, right? Is like. Really the last person speaking up against it was Martin Luther King. And well, well, yeah. the last person responded quotation mark speaking up against it was martin luther king and well and like because and that was the thing where they're like you know because every black panther lots of prominent black panthers also got killed uh for mm-hmm. the same reasons where it's like hey we don't know if we can control this it's way easier like I, and i love bernie sanders but it's way easier to be like hey bernie can say whatever he wants he's never going to win one 
And even if he does win, we just won't pass any of his stuff. So it doesn't mm-hmm. matter. Like they, they see this as a controllable scenario. Mm-hmm. They don't see like, oh, what if, what if all the black people get guns and they get angry? Well, we can't really control that. So we have to stop this guy who's going to tell them that they're worth something. And that, uh, in fact, the entire illusion that we have concocted for a society is also bad. Well, it wasn't so much the guns that scared them about the Black Panthers. It was the community activism. Well, and right. it, was, it was socialism out. working. Yeah, that was exactly. It yeah. was socialism it's like, working. Hey, look, Black socialism is functional and it improves these people. Well, no, we can't have that. Mm-hmm. I'm like, oh, wait, they're reaching out to the Latinx communities. Oh, wait, they're reaching out to poor communities. Or, or, or they are creating larger poor communities white. around themselves. And we can't have that. Because yeah. that that group be, then becomes a threat if it gets too large, no matter the only whether way they're this, armed yeah. or not, right? Yeah. The only way that the system works is if there's whites and then there's various other groups that aren't white that are all fighting against whites, but not united. Right? Mm-hmm. And the moment that you get everybody else who isn't white together, well, the whites are going to get worried about it. <laughs> great job on the show's front, say arbitrary. Two points each. You did great. Need chocolate cake after this. I still no, scored. Man. Yeah, you sure did. <laughs> I win. Almost. So we're going we're going into the final topic. There is a current there's currently a four point separation between the two of you. Elliot has 18 points. Marcus has 14 points. So Marcus, you gotta Solid lead. You gotta come hot and hard and heavy on this, wow. okay? Okay. And uh, and because you're behind, you get a choice. That's you what can either she go said. first or you go second. <laughs> And, and oh god, the from behind that see, see yeah. you you were just messing with me on that. One. Hey, I look, you know, <laughs> you're the you're the one who went there. I yeah, mean, I definitely strung checked it as hard as you could. <laughs> I strung a lot of sexual entendre together, but I didn't do it with uh, direct intention. I think <laughs> um, it's the, the subject is vampires. They're sexual, so it's going to have to happen. Yeah, yeah. What else are you yeah. going to do? You're dead, like. You know, you're dead and loving it, right? Right? Liam Neeson or not? Wait, what's the guy's name? Leslie Nielsen. <laughs> Leslie yeah. Nielsen. Liam Neeson. <laughs> amazing. That would be good. That. They should In do a remake instead of Leslie Nielsen. They should do a remake. Oh, no, they'll yeah. they'll make they'll make another one. Bring it back. Dye his hair white. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So, Marcus, you you want to go first? I am. Yeah, I'm as ready as I'm going to get. Sure. All right. Do you have a vague idea about Blackula? Blackula. Blackula. Scream, Blackula, scream. It's a black exploitation. I believe it was a 1970s black exploitation uh, with a African American Dracula character as the lead um, of it, um, leaning heavily on you know classic black exploitation trope and and as as a as a you know a uh, societal critique as well as a horror film at the same time. Yeah, yeah, that's yeah. good. Real good. I like where you're at. Elliot, what can you add about Blackula? It's one of the few black exploitation films that uh, got critically raved. <laughs> it, it, and it, sequels, too. Didn't it spawn sequels? Or am I right in thinking that? Uh, Blackula, Scream, Blackula, Scream. I think there was a Bride of Blackula, too. Mm, right. Yeah. There was a it, lot it, of them. It, it did do a good spinoff. But yeah, it was. There was also Blackenstein, which was tangentially related but yes also came out 
I might need a movie marathon of these. These sound amazing. Look, right? Dracula directed by Melvin Van Peebles. Uh, okay, That's I'm looking. I'm looking. I don't think so. I think I'm talking. It about is not. Movies. It is not. No. Mm. But no, it was. It, 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 it's it's counted as one of the. It's if you look at the list of best vampire movies, it's in everybody's top twenty. Yeah. Yeah. It's it's that damn good. It is. It's good. Um, directed by William Crane. William Crane. Uh, it is. It came out in 1972. It stars William Marshall. So the story is is that in 1780, an African prince named Prince uh, Mamuwalde goes to Transylvania to seek help from Count Dracula in suppressing slave trade. Very mm. black exploitation plot. Wow. Dracula refuses because even if Dracula is Eastern European, he's still white. So of course he's going to do that. Um, and he insults. Uh, Mamu Walde by making a pass at his wife because of course he does because that's what Dracula do they have a fight and Dracula ends up biting him turning in into Blackula he imprisons he imprisons him in a coffin beneath the castle and then in 1972 the coffin <laughs> is purchased by two interior decorators because of course it is right because this whole like I and I love this about horror movies where so many 70s and 80s horror movies are like overly rich white people buying artifacts that they shouldn't have bought. And, oh, hey, it turns out that this unleashes a horrible thing that you the consequences, the consequences it's, of colonialism are in the product you bought. You dumb fucker. Yeah. Oh, the, <laughs> the, the hubris of it all. Yeah. It will literally come back to bite you. <laughs> so, yeah. So it gets shipped to Los Angeles. They open the coffin. Blackula. And that's pretty Amazing. much your movie. Um, <laughs> that's awesome. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It's really worth the watch. It's, it's great fun. And it really is well done. And the poster says, Bloodsucker, deadlier than Dracula. Warm young bodies will feed his hunger and hot, fresh blood, his awful thirst. So there yeah, you go. I'm watching it. I'm watching it soon. Hell yeah. <laughs> I've been meaning to watch it, but I just haven't gotten around to it. And I will soon. I got to find that Frankenstein too. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm interested. I haven't seen. I haven't seen Blackenstein. I, I wonder. I, if I didn't even know Blackenstein was a was a film. That's that's. I great. knew it was a thing, so but I've never seen it. Has there ever been a black werewolf movie? Yeah, not. I mean, other than uh, other than the thriller video. <laughs> yeah, I think that was pretty. But that's it. not a movie, and and that's not no. really even like the werewolf part is sort of a teaser. It's your it's your little wink coming at you. All right, I'm gonna give Marcus four points. What? Marcus has 18 points. What? But I'm going to give Elliot two points, which means Elliot has 20 points. And that means that Elliot has won the vampire episode of a vampire. I was cool with a tie, but okay. Yet again. <laughs> Elliot, I think that's three for three at all of the shows that we've that we've had together. Is you've you've swept, you've completely swept me. No, didn't you and I tie the last episode? Did we? I think I think there was a tie among wow. those, but you okay. know I I can't remember anything anymore, so it's possible. <laughs> Look, if if either of you said that you won all of them, I'm just going to say yeah, sure. <laughs> Good enough. Elliot, your your <laughs> pop culture knowledge is is uh, uh, definitely a step above my own, so I, I will give you that, sir. Because I don't have a life, sir. No. <laughs> <laughs> no, I actually have a pretty fulfilling one. You you have you have a you have a specific idea, not a vague idea. Yeah. I think that's that's proof after these three episodes I've had with you on the show. Oh, okay. I, all right. You pick the next topic. 
Oh, okay. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. It's All on. Right. We'll it's on. That. You heard it here. You heard it here, people. The gauntlet has been dropped. Elliot, anything you'd like to plug? Mm. Brain sucking Dracula. Yes, go watch Brain Sucking Dracula. Go watch Brain Sucking Dracula. No, I, if you want to watch a great vampire movie, watch The Hunger. That's what I'm going to plug. Uh, one of my favorite vampire movies. And part of the... Yeah, yeah. I'm not even going to get into... All right, it's part of the reason why I still have the hot for Susan Sarandon. But it's yeah. Susan Sarandon, David Bowie, and another actress I can't remember. Well, and yet... Yeah, yeah, yeah. David Boyce, this aging vampire. Uh, it, it's, it's just unbelievable. Su- Susan Sarandon is the woman that the vampire is interested in. They're always that love interest. As a kid, it was the first time I've ever seen a lesbian scene in a movie, so it kind of confused me. And being that it involved blood messed me up because I was watching it back in the 90s when I was in my big vampire phase. And there's this part where blood falls on a white shirt and all of a sudden recall hit. And I'm like, I've seen this movie. <laughs> <laughs> you time the, blo- the blood on the white shirt hit the deja vu. And I went, I've seen this movie. And it all came back to me. And I'm like, and this is why I always had a thing for Susan Sarandon. This is why I watched that terrible movie with Harry Kevin Costner. I don't like <laughs> Yeah, I didn't like it. <laughs> hey, you know. It's not. It's not a particularly. It's uh, not angels in the oak outfit. movie. <laughs> I'll say that. Um, yeah, the hunger. That's a great plug. It's I a, need to watch that. I've never seen that. I, I'm. I'm gonna check it out. 1983 is when that yes. film came out, and it does. It looks good. Catherine Deneuve, David yes. Bowie, Susan Sarandon. What a cast! Yeah. How bizarre, right? Mm-hmm. Just, just the smoke showiest cast available in 1983, right. <laughs> especially then, really? that era. Yeah. Yes. Meow. Marcus, anything you want to plug? Uh, well, if you're interested in uh, listening to me for hours on end, uh, I do narrate audiobooks. You can find me on Audible. Look up Marcus Freeman. There's uh, about 20 plus books on there, all different kinds of subject matters. Um, a lot of nonfiction. I did uh, narrate uh, one of Nate's novels. Uh, sure did. Activists is on there. So uh, I don't do a lot of fiction, but I was uh, proud enough to do one of his. There's also a, another podcast I'm involved with uh, called Sonic Realms. If you are into role-playing games of any kind in Stripe, uh, what we do is play the games and then we edit our play sessions down into what is basically uh, audio dramas. Rather than the full actual play style of a lot of other pods out there that do the role-playing game thing, um, we've decided to take games like Shadowrun and Dungeons and & Dragons and turn them into fully scored, fully sound affected, all improv audio dramas. And I'm pretty proud of what we've done. So if you are uh, want to trickle your ears, check out Sonic Realms. And they should, because it's fucking good. It is. I've listened and I'm like, wow, this is enjoyable. Yeah, we're, we're, I, am, I am in the process of editing the second and third episodes of the D&D storyline that we have. And uh, I'm, I'm really excited to, to watch this. Uh, in the near future hell yeah to add to the vampire thing i i there's one thing there's one image that's seared into my brain and i remember hiding behind a stack of pillows taken from my couch watching terrified as a young boy i don't know how old i was at the time maybe six or seven 
Oh, wow. Lost Boys for some reason. Oh, yeah. There are, there are shots of Keith Sutherland's face where he has beady eyes and the, and the, and the teeth and everything else. It's, where, it's a close-up of him. And that image is seared into my brain as like pure fear. And I don't know why. I've gone back and watched it again and it's campy. It's not scary. But as a kid, for some reason, Sutherland scared the crap out of me. Oh, no, so, it was kind of shot like in that classic horror trope of just the face. Yeah. Uh, much like um, The Exorcist, where it's just right there taking up the whole screen. Yes. And it just comes. Mm-hmm. And yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. It's kind of the reason why I don't like Japanese ghost movies. Mm. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I'm like, no, that's, that, that, that image is never. Unignorable, right, right in your face, literally, face to face. Yeah. yeah. So, yeah, yeah if, uh, if you haven't checked out Lost Boys, give yourself a treat. It's like a Brat Pack style. <laughs> it really is. Like, it's not scary, but it, uh, you could yeah. see how it would be kind of scary at the time. And yeah, you know, like Keith, look, Kiefer Sutherland is an intense looking human. Yes, he's right? great in it. Like he has he has a lot of vibes <laughs> going on from yes, uh, from bleached tip to chin scruff. <laughs> he is uh, he is an intense look. Yes. Speaking of Lost Boys, I recently learned that Jamie Gertz owns a hockey team. What? All right. That's I'm looking bizarre. this up. Do you know which one? No, but she uh, married very well. Now, don't get me wrong. If I if I was a billionaire, I'd definitely be marrying a Jamie Gertz or Jennifer Beale. <laughs> you know, one of those actresses I drooled after as a kid. <laughs> yeah. Oh, I guess she owns a uh... She owns the Atlanta Hawks basketball team. Holy shit. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, pretty wild. Wow. She's still gorgeous. All right, Nate. Hey. I'm running your ass off the show. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Thank, thank you both so much for being on the show this week. This was a lot of fun. We will get a rematch together, and Marcus will pick the topic. Oh, I'm, I'm excited for That's this. Just, this. This is how it's going to go. We're going to see. Okay. We're going to see how far does the pendulum swing. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, and 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 if if uh, I can actually best Elliot in the subject of my own choosing, and, and Elliot, if you happen to win this next one, I mean, you 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 will definitely get the crown. Yeah, yeah. This is mm-hmm. this is a real this is a real final test. Vague no more. Vague no more. Crown, <laughs> what the crown will say on, on all the way across it in, in encrusted jewels. I love it. I love it. <laughs> Listeners, if you like this podcast, please subscribe or follow. And rate and review us wherever you listen. It really helps us out. You can also check out the other podcasts that we make. It's called Roll for Blank Streets of Mage. It is an actual play Dungeons and Dragons podcast that is not as well produced as Sonic Realms, uh, but it's pretty funny in its own right. And it's worth, you know, 45 to 90 minutes of your life every week or whatever. Binge it. Put it on while you're vacuuming. I don't care. You just want to feel like you've got other noise in the house while a cacophony is happening. We're your background. We're there for you. Uh, yeah. If you like the theme song to this program, you should listen to the other music that Michael J. O'Connor makes. Go to michaeljoconnor.bandcamp.com. You will find all of his prolific musical creations. He has like hundreds of albums. Excellent lyricist. He is is a serious singer-songwriter and uh, dynamic. So many different styles that he does exceedingly well also. It's very enviable. We should all be so lucky. And if you want to read some science fiction books, I encourage you to visit readspaceboy.com. You can find Spaceboy Books, which is a science fiction press that I run with my with my good buddy Sean. 
We have lots of sci-fi, five years of it. In fact, we just celebrated our five-year Space Boyversary. Congratulations. Hey, thank you. All right. Well, hey, we have all had a vague idea about vampires this week, though Elliot had a more specific and precise idea about them. (laughs) (laughs) And that is a good thing. Because the death and a curse, much like (laughs) vampirism. (laughs) (laughs) It's true. It is a good thing because it's a blessing and a curse. <clears throat> and the devil is in the details. Bye for now. <laughs> Until next time. The Big Ideas written and produced by me, Nate Regolia. Information about topics often come from Wikipedia, so hey, why not donate a bit to that? Sound effects are creative comments, public domain. If you like this podcast, tell a few people and subscribe, rate, and review us wherever you listen. And if you happen to like reading science fiction, check out the small press I started with my friend Sean Grokowski. You can find Spaceboy books at readspaceboy.com. 